Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63. It is Season 5, Episode 7. Uh, unfortunately, Episode 7 is not the lucky one, because uh, we will be breaking down the three bad, bad losses in Myrtle Beach um, uh, for our Ramblers this past week. Um, we're, you know, we'll, we'll offer some uh, some guidance, we'll offer some, some thoughts. You know, we're also not going to make everything positive, because... Not everything was positive. In fact, most things were negative. Uh, but I do think there are some some uh, things we can pick out, talk about, and uh, um, look at them and, and try to find uh, a silver lining in them. Um, Lou, I know you were so excited to uh, take your month-long trip to Myrtle Beach, and I'm so sorry to know that now you have to cancel it because I don't think either one of us are going to be going there anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, me and the retirees are not going to be seeing each other anytime soon. Um, this will be a sad number seven of an episode. But again, it's uh, it's a reality check, I think. I think it's a gut-wrenching reality check. Um, mm-hmm. For the fans, for the team, um, I think there are blatant things we're going to talk about. But yeah, Myrtle Beach um, is going to be, I think, uh, if I'm them, I think it's a, a poster you put up and be like, remember these three games so because i don't want to but it's going to be a sour taste in a lot of guys mouth for quite some time um but yeah excited to though break down the games what was good what was bad what can we improve on and hey we got a game coming up this friday and that's the thing this this season is not something where you can just hang your head down you got to look up and we got a game this week and it's going to be during thanksgiving so guys going to have a lot of things on their plate no pun intended (laughs) Uh, but Quite yeah, excited, excited to talk three games, excited to talk potential opportunities um, about what the Ramblers can do moving forward. Yeah, I think it can be summed up in one sentence. Uh, Myrtle Beach did us dirty. So uh, we will be right back here. Uh, stay with us. And don't forget, always remember, go Blurs. He jumps, he passes out to Hunter. Hunter shoots off the rim. Brown gets the score. It's over. It's over. We won. We won the ball game. And we are back. Um, So yeah, let's just, let's start at the beginning. I think that's the only place to start uh, in a uh, time like this. Uh, We took on Tulsa in the opening game. Um, It was the late night, I think, of the tournament that day. They were playing at Uh, 9.30 their time. Yeah, so we had to wait all day for it, and I think people, I think people were pretty excited. I think cautiously optimistic. You know, we had talked last week about two out of three was the goal. I think any way to get two out of three would have been great, uh, especially considering some of these teams are solid. You know, uh, there's some teams that are a little, probably a little better than solid, but no real, real stinkers in this, in these of these eight teams, at least that I can tell. Maybe it's us after this weekend. Um, <laughs> really just put us out yeah. there. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but so yeah, we, we took on Tulsa and, you know, I mean, like, I think there's stuff to pick out in the first half that didn't go all that well, but you know, going into the break tied, I think that's, that's, you know, a positive, right? Like I, I think we were, that is a spot we would be okay be comfortable with. We've played two pretty tight games uh, before that and looking to, you know, uh, carry our our luck into, into game three and, and take it over in the in the second half. Um, but that just unfortunately, it was not the case. Um, even though uh, Phil Alston led us uh, into the break with a layup kind of at the buzzer, uh, in the second half, um, it just was a it was a, a defensive uh, slog or uh, like a letdown, and the, most of that is because of our turnovers that just didn't allow our defense to set up. But um, you know, we did score thirty six points, but when you let up fifty five points and a half, uh, you're not going to win too many basketball games. So um, you know, hats off to Tulsa. They they shot really well, um, made 11 threes. They shot nearly 50%, 11-24 from three-point land. Uh, they made the free throws, 22-26. Um, I had mentioned on the pregame write-up that uh, uh, Betson, um, is I, think, I don't know if it's Brian, Brandon Betson transferred in from Chicago State. And uh, last year, he gave us a bunch of issues. I mean, well as much as Chicago State can give us, but he had, I think he had 18 last year, if not maybe 20 or something. 
And this year, Betson came off the bench and scored 18 points against us again. So we couldn't figure him out. Um, their leading, I think, leading scorer, uh, Griffin, scored 20. Uh, and uh, they had another guy, uh, one of their forwards, uh, Delger, score 17. So it just, um, you know, there was some bright spots. Seeing Marquise Kennedy back and healthy was great. We could go into a little bit of detail at some point about, you know, maybe he's not 100% healthy, but... You know, for him to play three games in four days, I think he's okay. Like I, I'm pretty confident. You know, those, those, um, those nervousness, those jitters, the uh, can I put pressure on my knee? I think those are probably gone, and now it's just him trying to get back to what he has been before. Um, but good to see him out there. Um, I it, we'll probably continue to talk about this throughout these three games. But Phil Alston was a bright spot for sure in this game. I mean, 18 points, six rebounds, an assist, a steal, block, only two turnovers, which is in this day and age of Rambo basketball, apparently two turnovers for a player is not very bad. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun to see him. He had some, some really nice highlights, um, uh, made a couple great defensive plays over this, this weekend. Um, I think there was even a couple in this game, unless they're, they might just all bleed together at this point, but getting his hands in passing lanes, making athletic plays on defense. Um, you know, he's not always able to stay in front of his, uh, in front of the offensive player, especially some of those quicker guards. But if he is able to make up for it on uh, with his athleticism, uh, he's gonna, he's showing that he can do that, and that is impressive and something to be excited about. Um, yeah, and, and unfortunately we did drop it, 85-66. Um, I don't really think it was as close as it seemed uh, by the score. Like it was really just a blowout uh, in, in the last like 10 minutes of the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Lou, I know you watched a lot of this game before it got pretty ugly. So what, what were some of the things you saw and, um, yeah, what, uh, what is, what's your takeaway from this game? Yeah. Biggest thing is, um, I think, um, something to note is that our second half play is just not there. Um, yeah, 30 and 30 in the first half, I think really, really high. Um, still turnovers are questionable, right? Um, but the biggest thing was Sam Griffin did not play a majority of the first half. He had three fouls, I believe, um, mm. in the first half. So they were really trying to be cautious. Um, or maybe it might have been two. I think he had two early ones, sorry, um, if I remember correctly. So they were kind of having him in and out because he only ended with two fouls. So that's kind of crazy that he, we only allowed him to end with two. So, yeah, most of his points are coming in the second half. I know that for sure because he only played 23 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So most of his minutes and points are coming in the second half. Um, and then uh, we just really – I don't think many of the shots were like crazy threes. I think they were just really comfortable making the three. Um, like Sam Griffin went four of eight, um, and Dalger went three of six, and then Brennan Benson went two of three. Like these guys were shooting efficiently, and it just didn't seem like um, we really were kind of going at them. Um, and, again, I think the biggest stat for this game, and it's going to be very similar – honestly very similar which is sad is that uh tulsa had 34 points off turnovers um mm-hmm. really not much you can do now again i don't know how this is metric is scored um from like the like kind of x's and O's standpoint meaning like are all these on the fast breaks right um no because tulsa only had 12 points total on fast break points right but it's the idea that off a turnover it led to your a bucket and i honestly think that mm-hmm. is easy a measure to be like, yes, Loyola giving up a turnover easily brings up a different perspective for Tulsa. Um, and for a lot of these teams, when we give up so many turnovers, right? So um, it, that's the battle there. Um, it's not a second chance points uh, battle. It's not a battle of the benches. Um, it, it really, I, I don't even really think it was rebounds personally. I, I, I get um, the, they did out rebound us by three and had what I think one more offensive rebound, but that, really wasn't it i think just the tempo is is key um but on their side they stuck with it they did not let up and i think that's just the tulsa um that we undermined uh the shooting i think we mentioned at least in last week that they can shoot from three um Mm -hmm. but they really they were quick they weren't going to be relatively big right um that they were going to be quick they're going to be shooting and they're going to be moving the ball a lot um and then the second half that's what they did tulsa had no problem no problem at all pushing the ball up um, and rightly so. They take advantage of a team's uh, mistake with turnovers and just keep pushing. And that's what they did with 34 points. So um, 
yeah, I think on the Tulsa side, to sum it up, is that they just kept pushing the gas in the second half, and we just were exhausted, and we were also giving them the ball too many times. There were great opportunities. Uh, when I talk about turnovers on this game, this game was really tough because the turnovers were a little bit on us, meaning, like, yes, we caused them, but they were also really great opportunities. There were plenty of, like, Phil Austin was underneath, I think, for one. Tom Welch was wide open underneath. He, I guess, fumbled the pass. Um, Jalen Quinn, um, I think, was trying to get, like, a wide-open guy but flung it across. So, like, there's a great intention, but the execution is just not there. Um, and I think that's the tough thing. Um, yeah, um, I think I'm going to move into a brighter note. Marquise Kennedy back and healthy. That's definitely mm-hmm. something that was great to see. Um, yeah, he had a decent game, um, but honestly, from looking at the game, I think it could have been better. But now I'm going to have to take it with my own asterisks of I don't know how healthy this person is, right? Like this person could be giving all their hustle, and, and I don't know, right? Because I'm just watching on a screen. I don't know the day-to-day. But from a box score standpoint, absolutely um, a decent first game. Then the three turnovers are high, and then he fouled out. Um, but I think the fouling out, in my opinion – it was interesting watching Marquise Kennedy kind of come back to basketball. And when I say that, I mean, like, there were plays where it's like he knew he had, like, an opportunity or he knew it was really close, but, like, it might have been a quick mistake or it might have just been a reach-in foul. And it was like, this is his first game back. So I wasn't like, you know what, it's a first game back jitters or maybe a first game back mistakes kind of thing. So that that was – I wasn't too worried. Um, but what I am worried about is um, just – him not being able to see the starting lineup. So I hope maybe to get him in, but again, Jalen Quinn's been holding it down decently um, for a freshman, right? I think the turnovers there are a little bit questionable, but I, I do find his gameplay um, from a starter standpoint, interesting. Um, and yeah, I think there's no, there, we're going to start this first game recap. Just saying Phil Balston is our MVP of the whole tournament. Um, that's just for obvious. Sure. Um, if anyone questions that, I think yes, double digits is great. Um, he definitely turned over the ball as well. Everyone on this team turned over the ball. I don't even know. Okay, it looks like Gene Dawson didn't turn it over in the Tulsa game, but I'm pretty sure everyone. <laughs> but he did later, game. and yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure if I if I looked games. at the yeah, exactly. So there's no one to blame. I think this is a team issue. Personally, um, mm-hmm. I just think there are issues where someone needs to step up and correct that. Um, but in a good standpoint, mm-hmm. I think Philip now healthy, meaning like uh, not talking about us, but coming from D2 and his kind of issues that he had. I think we shared an article on Twitter, like to see someone so ferocious and athletic. I'm like this, this, and again, he's what a sophomore. Correct me, Buck, if I'm wrong. Or He's, he's played two years of basketball. Ah, in, shucks. Uh, okay. college, yeah. And he doesn't get the COVID yeah. thing. God, this COVID uh, thing. Is, uh, I think he's a junior. No, he does. He, he's a year older than, than Saint. So he, he, I don't know the the translation from like D two to D one. Okay. But if I think it's all NCAA athletes, I'm almost okay. positive. Well, I hope they respect so, that because there's hope. Yeah, there's hope, right? So my excitement, honestly, and this is where it kind of was like in my book, is this is like I'm like I we this kid is really getting comfortable, and we're gonna have him for a little bit, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do I think he's that stretch for? Absolutely. I personally think. Um, Though he did surprise me personally with some of these threes this past weekend, but mm-hmm. that's not something I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is that he can be on the, he can be around the arc and then drive. He can be down low in power. So like he is stretchable. That's the whole point, right? The stretch four can be kind of almost any position and uh, kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing um, from a stand- positive standpoint. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Buck, if we want to – again, a lot of the issues are going to be similar throughout these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, – so I don't want to repeat if we just want to generalize after we talk about the three. I think – yeah, I think we kind of just go through the games quickly here and then we can talk about, like, the players as a whole, like, yeah. throughout the three games. Because I think there's some, some nuances and, and, yeah, differences, but it's better to talk about all three games as a whole. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the only one thing for the Tulsa game that was interesting – was like mm-hmm. Sam Griffin was there was a lot of driving I felt um, like to go get a foul on us um, and then there wasn't that in the second half like Tulsa went to line twenty six times we only went fifteen times um, you or fifteen shots so say you go seven more times that's seven more fouls that could be spread out between multiple different guys on Tulsa that could make things difficult 
right? Um, mm. So, but again, first half, I, I think we're a, so far we're a first half team at least three games. Um, but this game was really interesting because it was a game that we're like, oh, we've been neck and neck with everyone else so far. We can do it. And it really just showed there was a massive disparity between the two games we played before this and kind of fighting back. And this game was just like, there was a point where it just broke and that's just what it was. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, field goal percentages are good. And that's the thing. There are so many opportunities that you're like, that's good. It's just having mm-hmm. this one Achilles heel is a massive Achilles heel to have. Um, and there's really, you're, you're digging yourself a, a, a hole that is really tough to get out of. But again, first game, um, first, like one kind of truly on the road too, right? Like that's another thing about mm-hmm. this game. So yeah, very disappointing, but, um, again, uh, had to get through the first one and we are expecting more in the games two and three following, but it was a little different, but yeah, game one, tough one, but hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see difference, uh, down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we did lose that game by 19. Uh, and then going to the next day, we're playing Boise state. I think the team that we thought we'd be playing just again on the other side of the bracket, like I think we both thought. Boise State would be uh, the more solid opponent and would beat Charlotte, but that yeah, what was happen. that? Every every um, underdog won on game on day one. Yeah, I, yeah, it's weird times, man. Very weird times. Uh, but no, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Similarly, I mean, like I think we showed some some life in the first half. I thought you know we're down five, but at times we we had the lead and and fighting for it right back a little back and forth, lead changes stuff like that. Um, There's some really positive uh progression from like Jaden Dawson who stepped up and made a couple big shots in the first half um I thought again like Phil had a solid game um you know even just coming right out of the beginning of the game Saint hits a three yeah you know like that's awesome and then I think didn't he get yeah he got two fouls then within the first four minutes basically uh, after that like you get out, you finally, like, he's, I think, struggled a bit to find a rhythm, right? You get out there, you get a, a shot on your first possession. And, like, that's got to be such a huge boost for someone. And then two fouls in four minutes, and you're, you're out of the game. You're out of the game for the whole first half. You're sitting on the bench. So, that, I mean, just, I don't mean to go off a little bit, but just just a bummer, right? Like, we want to see him do well, and I'm uh, it just was hard to watch that. Um, but you know, Jaden came in, stepped up, made some shots, uh, and then yeah, just kind of going going into the into the half. I think you know we thought clean up some turnovers. Uh, we're in this game because we were shooting pretty well in the first half, uh, a few threes, and um, uh, and again, just kind of the same story. I mean, you know, I think it's just going to be common through these these next two. But uh, Boise State just blew the doors off in the second half. Um, scored thirty nine points in the second half. Um, and, uh, for us to score 48 points with as much talent, as much like skill, athleticism, shooting ability, uh, point guard leader. I mean, like we have the ingredients for success. It's not, you know, and I know that sounds crazy for me to say after what we just saw, but there are the pieces there to have a successful team. It just right now is like, it's like, we're trying to fit like, puzzle pieces from four different boxes together it's just not working and it doesn't look pretty um so i mean hats off to, to boise they you know they shot the ball again they shot the ball real well uh hit eight, eight threes shot 40 percent from three um their their guard uh i don't know how uh, chubizo agbo um who is a junior i'm pretty sure i already set his career high with 24 points um on our side Really, the only only ones of note were Phil and uh, Jaden uh, with 11 points and 10 re- points, respectively. Sheldon had some points toward the end of the game. Um, I I think I, I, I was a little disappointed with in, in Tom uh, during this game. Uh, you know, I, I, he got off to a good start. You know, the third game wasn't too bad, but this one just it didn't seem like he was... Uh, he was in a rhythm. Um, I think the only difference here, uh, we only had 14 tur- turnovers. Um, I know that's not great, but I, with what's going on, 14 turnovers, I'd, I'd take that in an instant. Like that's the half of, of some of these, at least two of the other games we had, I think so far this year. So um, 
you know, that again, there's a little bit of positive there. Uh, we just shot like crap in the second half. Uh, it's just 32% from the field and 27% from three is just, it's not going to get it done, especially when you're only getting to the free throw line 11 times. So, yeah, um, that was game two. Yeah, go ahead, jump in. Yeah, uh, no, I think the biggest thing there, you said it right. Like, I'm not even, the turnovers, I'm like, I was like so happy. I was like, oh, Oh, we're under 20. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's like, oh, we didn't have not at all have a great night at all from shooting. And then you're like, okay, well, maybe we just had a bad night shooting, but then we don't even get to the line. And now, mm-hmm. again, people can argue, oh, we didn't get calls. We didn't get things. Um, but honestly, it's more about what we have done. Um, and I think that's driving more. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's. I, I, I was I've been debating all week about this point, and I don't want to say we need to be like Bellarmine, but just the amount of highlights I've watched of that ball movement, and this game mm-hmm. I saw some of that. That was the crazy thing. People were moving, people were screening. There were, and it just like, it felt like it was forced. And to your point, is that I think yeah, Phil had a decent game again, leading us in points. Um, just tough from the field goal percentage, like the entire team. But another thing really for me was like, I felt like we were trying to just run ahead of everything. Like we were just, our tempo Mm -hmm. is is still this fast tempo that I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, whether it's getting ahead of us rushing shots or turning the ball over in some cases, or just like not having a set kind of play. And -hmm. it's like, I don't know if Braden feels like he's chucking it. I don't know what's going on there. Do I think he'll find his way out? Yes. Do I think he needs to figure out, like, the tempo as, like, the general, the ball? Yeah. So I think this game was just really interesting from that standpoint of, like, getting to the line and trying to not only shoot your way out of it, but be kind of selective with the shots, right? Like, we were, I think, Mm -hmm. nearly going into this game or even going into Myrtle Beach, like, fifth in the nation in two-point right field percentage percentage right yeah so um to be at 32 for the game was a little uh, disappointing for sure right um and then to be 27 from three that's just again not something great at all so yeah i think it's uh it's a confusing stat to be like how do you go from five for fifth in the nation of two point field gold um and then have uh kind of just still tremendously bad from three um yeah, it's tough. I don't think there's a right way to say that guys are figuring out the kind of tempo uh, because I think the tempo should be slowed down. This game, for mm-hmm. me, honestly, ignited that it might not be pretty because the turnovers are low, right? 14 turnovers is an average. That is totally reasonable, in my opinion. Like, it's not – you mm-hmm. would love under 10, right? But 14 is totally fine. Like, double digits are scary, but, like, I've seen that before, and we've won games big, right? It's just – but the thing is, I think what we would need to do, and this game showed me, is play slow, and it might look ugly in a box score, meaning like it might be a 56 to 50 game. It might be. Mm-hmm. But let's try it. Let's try holding the ball almost all the shot clock. Let's try something different because this is just not working. Now, if we think guys want to go out and shoot, and I get it, right? Saint hits that first jumper, and you're like, boom, we're on the roll. We're on a roll. And then we have to be able to understand when we're not on a roll to bring it back. Um, again, I think there's a point where we're shooting ourselves um, just out of the lead. Um, and that's when you're down so much, you just you try to shoot yourself out of it. And I don't think that ever works. Um, mm-hmm. I think driving personally works. Getting the other team in foul trouble, trouble uh, getting momentum on your side is, is tremendously beneficial. Um, and this game really showed me for me because I was like, I was looking for an excuse. I, when I looked at I didn't even watch. I'll be honest with all the listeners. I did not finish watching a single game. I just mm-hmm. I, I turned it off. Um, granted, it was also the weekend. So I was with some people. Um, but I, I asked permit. I, I asked nicely. I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I put this game on on my phone on the side here while we still hang out? And they were <laughs> like, yeah. And then they kept checking in with me. I'm like, no, you're good. Like, I'm listening to you. I'm not watching the game anymore. But, like, mm-hmm. the thing was, it wasn't the turnovers this game. And that's crazy to say, just with the way we've been going. And I was looking for an excuse, and it's really like I would like just something new. Just try a different mm-hmm. tempo, try something. 
Um, and maybe we have to wait until we're out of the MT, right? Maybe you have to wait until Harvard where you have four days to prep to try these things out. And I get that, right? Like it's not easy on these MTEs where it's game after game and you don't have much time to do scouting, right? Um, but I think the biggest thing moving forward is now we, you have those days in between. You won't have back-to-backs moving forward and potentially until the conference tournament, right? So use that to your advantage where you can try some new things out. This game really for me was that. Um, so it's the tempo and personally, I think slowing the tempo down on offense will help us control on defense. I think mm-hmm. that is something that has been lacking so far is that we don't feel like we're in control, meaning that we're forcing things. I feel like we're just trying to get back on defense cause we just turned the ball over and we're like, mm-hmm. shit, fuck. We just turned the ball over. Where's the ball? And then it's in the basket. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's a little frustrating, but I, I think one thing we we want to say with this game is they just Boise played well. Like, that's the other thing. These teams are not playing bad. It's not it's not SIU last year where it's 20 to 16 at half. Like these teams are shooting great and they're making their shots. So hats off to them. Um, I think Boise definitely came in ready to go. Um, and we just kind of second half slow out of the gate and just let them kind of mm-hmm. go with it. So tough one for sure for the Boise one. I think this one was even tougher because it was the largest blowout. But, again, the blowouts mm-hmm. were so – and I'm calling them ball blowouts because they're, they're averaging nearly 20 points. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that was just tough. Um, and, again, this solidified also for me that we weren't going to win two out of three. That was kind of a, mm-hmm. a little gut-wrenching as well. But, yeah, I think – Positive notes, Phil showing consistency, right, Buck? But maybe clean up the field mm-hmm. goal. Um, and then, honestly, just trying to, um, again, a lot of steals also. I noticed that. We had seven steals. Um, but just mm-hmm. trying to get comfortable. And that that was the hope with uh, Texas A&M. Um, but, again, we had, we had to get through Boise, and we didn't get through them. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think we'll talk about this too, but, like, my one little point about your idea of slowing it down. I think this team has better shot creators than we've had in the past few years. You know, you got uh, Phil Olson under the hoop. Like I think we've seen like him just kind of bully ball, getting an offensive rebound, stuff like that. Uh, Sheldon Edwards can create his own shot. We've seen it a couple times already. We've seen it a bunch with him at Valpo. Marquise Kennedy can drive to the hoop, get a foul and, and, and create his own shot. And, you know, shot clock winding down a, a good old deep Braden three is never a bad option either. So, you know, you look back at like some of our other teams, none of those teams had great shot creators. It was a team effort every single time out on the floor. So I think this, like you said, like slowing down the offense. And if you got down a shot clock with five, six seconds left, like there's going to be someone on the court that can create at least a decent shot. I think they're, they're, they're pushing too much. And that those those shots aren't available with eight seconds, you know, or twenty two seconds left on the shot clock. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you though. I, I I wish they would slow down the game a little bit and uh, let it come to them rather than force the issue every every time down the floor. Um, so moving on to the third game, uh, Texas A and M again. Someone I think we both were looking forward to playing. We've mentioned it multiple times. Uh, getting <laughs> yeah, the I opportunity. Don't, I don't think anyone. Ex- honestly, I really don't think anyone expected these two teams to be playing the last place game. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, these two teams again. Texas A and M coming in number twenty four in the country um, was two and zero again, like most of us, right? But. Um, we both found ourselves uh, right in the last place game, and what it what a game it was for for the for for the Ramblers for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, in this one, actually, really not quite like the other two in that uh, we were down already pretty sizably at half. Um, I thought the guys showed some fight. Like, I mean, I think it would be really easy to just pack it in and and uh, especially after going down like ten points in the first half, pretty pretty quick out of the gate. Uh, or at least, you know, uh, it would be easy to pack it in. I don't think they did that. I, I really think this team is fighting. Like, I, I don't think that they are um, uh, content with what's going on out there. Uh, seeing guys still diving on the floor, still getting each other hyped up, still um, fighting for every possession. Um, you know, I, I think you you could really comb through and probably find a play here and a play there where they might not look like they're showing 100% effort. But calling that the issue is just a 
a easy way out. Um, I think all these guys are excited to be on the court together. And, and a lot of these guys are trying to prove to each other that they deserve to be on the court. And I think that's pretty evident by Jaden Dawson uh, in this game, at least. Um, again, kind of played a little bit of, bit of a bigger role. Uh, nine points hit three threes. I mean, that's that's something. That's great. Only one turnover. Um, that's something so right I, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I liked what I saw out of him. Um, you know, same same with Phil. Still consistent. 16 points, nine rebounds. Um, this one for me is simple. And I wrote about it in my uh, my preview for the game. Braden Norris played like crap. And it's it's truly that simple. When your starting point guard, your leader, has six turnovers and and two for five from three, which isn't horrible, but should be playing better than that. Um, it's just that's not good enough. It, it's not okay, and he knows that. I'm sure the whole staff knows that. That's the type of guy that you need to step up in a game like this. Um, if he thinks he is that guy, and we think he's that guy, like this performance is just not good enough. Um, and I am. Sorry to be a little heavy-handed on this one, but I think you know when you have a player that you um, expect to do well and he doesn't, and he expects himself to do well, like with with big expectations come uh, big uh, effects or whatever. You know, big. Um, okay, Uncle uh, Ben. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, you're trying to quote <laughs> Spider-Man there, but we'll we'll say the. Wait, am I? I don't know. I I you know me. I don't watch Marvel. Like Great I didn't even know that was. Wait, what is the quote? Do you want to get it? With great power comes great responsibility. That's like kind of the whole. Okay, thing. okay, I've heard it, but like I don't. You know, you know me. I do not watch Marvel. Yeah, these so three games have made really us now funny. derail into quotes from movies. But um, honestly, yeah. if I'm going to quote a movie for this game, was how did I get these mm-hmm. scars? Because I was mm. gut wrenching uh, the entire time with my family. Um, as you know, it's Thanksgiving week as we're recording, and I've traveled and. Uh, this game was really tough to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. And again, sadly, I stopped watching. Um, for me, um, getting the field goal, it's weird, right? Field goal was kind of good. 41%, I think, is a decent clip to be um, uh, getting off. Um, and again, we actually shot 38% from three. So I was like, okay, hey now, like looking decent. Uh, 54 from free throw is not at all good. Um, no. so that, but again, free throws, I, I wouldn't expect this, but, um, yeah, it's really tough when you're, um, when you have 27 turnovers and you only have 33 rebounds. I don't think I've near ever seen that so far in a loyal team in the last, um, six years, but I will investigate that actually. One of my missions was to think about a game where we had bad turnovers, but there was um, just to like add real quick to this, there mm-hmm. was a point like halfway through the first half when we had, I think 14 turnovers and 15 shot attempts. They yep. almost, yeah. Okay. Continue. But yeah, that was yeah. horrible. Well, yeah. And it also doesn't help when you only make 15 field goals um, and you turn over the ball over. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, the turnovers buried us early. There's mm-hmm. no denying that. Right. And the second half turnovers, honestly, um, and it's weird to say they were two different games because they kind of were when you when you can nearly have like 13 turnovers in one half and 14 in another. Um, and if you even look at the uh, the box scores, right, our second half, 47% from uh, field goal, 54% from, from three. <laughs> we shot mm-hmm. 20% from three in the first half, and then we shoot 54% in the second half. And we went 7 of 10 from free throw. So we were a completely different team in the first half. Uh, from the first half of the second half. So, um, but what it was was the turnovers just add on, and I think second half turnovers were us forcing things. I really do think Braden. There were two turnovers that I marked, and he just he was trying to make something, and it's really tough when you're already kind of down bad, and then just the 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 forcing it right. You're like ah, oh, that just really just don't try it. Like you should have just tried a different something else. Um, but again, they were trying, that was the thing, right? Like they didn't give up. They didn't just like, let's run out the clock 30 seconds and just heave a shot because we're not going to get back. Right. Like they were trying to make plays. They were trying to force things to like make a play, but it just wasn't working. And I think the sum up for me was, this was like, I think we were trying to still do what we, in my opinion, got our ass whipped doing the last two games. And we still Mm -hmm. hadn't tried to do something different. And then, like I said in a little bit, like a few minutes ago, it was like, it is so hard to do change game plans 
back-to-back days. Now, the tough thing, though, I realized, though, in talking about that in prep for today was we did have a day off. Now, again, I heard them say we were practicing, and guys also should get rested, right? (laughs) You play back-to-back games, and I personally hate it. We played late-night games. It's all about TV. It's the TV deals. We play late-night games. Any team has played late-night games. I personally hate it. I think guys should no no player in college basketball should be playing like starting the game later than nine at all, mm-hmm. and that's just ridiculous if you do. Um, but again, I don't control that, right? I think that is also a whole thing about you prep for the day and everything. So starting playing late is is very annoying personally. Um, mm-hmm. And again, they did they didn't. I would, I think they started at eight thirty central, but like. It's just like the day off, I thought we'd see something different, and we just didn't. And that's kind of tough. Um, but yeah, um, the assists are something that is scaring me. Um, and I think, I don't know, this game, again, they, they they won by only 16, hey, but it didn't feel like that, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a lot larger, just because, again, with an 11-point lead going into half, again, we only were down five for the second half, stats only. So again, a great push for the second half but not enough so um yeah i think this was the just icing on the cake for like a very bad weekend um mm-hmm. because of how many turnovers um but buck i do think um uh, positive notes here um honestly mm-hmm. uh phil again consistency wanted that double double that was my point for phil it was like oh, mm-hmm. god damn it go get that double double but it was a joke like i you want to see stats um uh, but seven of ten from free throw was I think the better stat for me. Yeah. Because that showed to me that he's comfortable. I don't know about consistently making free throws. I don't know yet, but comfortable yeah. making free throws, right? Like some guys are but just But how not. often he gets there, like 70% the whole... is, is solid. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting to is that this guy is going to be a menace underneath the basket. So And he'll drive from the three-point line. So if he's going to be driving from the three-point line and fighting to the basket – I know then hopefully I have a confidence in like, hey, this guy's going to also make his free throws, I think. So that's a huge benefit mm-hmm. to see. And again, in only game five for us to know who Phil is. And I think there's a lot more road there. Um, yeah, I think on the point side, um, Jaden Dawson, very interesting. I've been very intrigued of what his role has been. And I think he mm-hmm. started carving out like from game two and then now this game for sure, carving out what he's comfortable doing. Um, and I think that's something, again, I've said it now twice now, these guys have to figure out their roles. And sometimes that doesn't happen until you play this many consecutive games, right? Or you, you play five games total. Um, these guys are new to the team, right? If we're talking about Phil, we're talking Jaden, those are two new guys that we did not have last year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I think those two really are interesting. Um, Ben Swagger, um, or sweet, again, I'm going to butcher the name. Apologies. Um, but I think the big thing for me was did not play the game before. Did we? I, yeah. We didn't yeah, talk about that. Sure. But again, we didn't want to go into it. Um, again, for all I know, it could have been food poisoning or it could have just been he didn't play, right? We're not going to. Just gonna... an ankle or something. Just didn't yeah. want to be safe, you know? Yeah, it could have. Yeah, we, there's a whole bunch. But I think his consistency uh, was great. But I also was just a little concerned. Again, he had six turnovers, so who wouldn't be concerned? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's trying to I, – I, for me with Ben, it was the hustle to the rim. A lot mm-hmm. of to the rim. Uh, if we kick up those free throws, I think we'd uh, be happy. Uh, so Ben was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, consistent minutes from Marquise. Um, mm-hmm. Marquise, this was just a tough game because this game, I saw personally frustration. Like there were times where he knew he was so close. And he knew he almost had it, and and in again, that was the thing where game one with Mark or game one with Marquise, it was like he knew he almost was there, um, and I don't think he's a hundred percent. This weekend showed me I don't think he's a hundred percent. Not saying he can't be, right? I just think he's getting back into it, right? Um, mm-hmm. For someone who's had kind of an injury last solid eight months, it's a little tough to just be again big two injuries, right? So February, mm-hmm. March of last of this year of this last season, but this year calendar year, and then over the summer um, kind of redoing things. So it's a little tough to be like a hundred percent. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's, again, the point of uh, turnovers will kind of emphasize. Um, but for me, I'm going to hold off on my other point about big man play. 
Yeah, we'll get into that. I I do want to talk about Marquise a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I thought he had some highlights. Like, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is that, like, vicious block he had. Uh, it was kind of as the game started getting away, and I'm reminded because I'm looking at ESPN right now. But, like, stuffing a drive, getting all the way up, like, that's vintage Marquise. Like, that, that alone tells me, like, yeah, he's not 100%, but... Like he can still do it, and and that is exciting um, for him to play twenty four minutes. I don't think there was a minute restriction on him, which is also good. Like, so I, you know, I, it's it's good to see him get seven rebounds. We need him to be a big rebounder this year. Like that, we don't have that guy like Ahir Uguak or you know, in, in years past like Krutwig or whatever to be able to help that out. I, I'm I think Phil is that guy. I think Phil is going to be a a, a a guy that goes and can get you six to 10 rebounds a game, but Marquise is going to, we're going to need that from him. Um, yeah, I know a lot of the shots weren't falling and, you know, two turnovers again, I think that's probably our, our limit of like, wasn't too bad, but also could be better. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm encouraged for him to play all three games, I think is a big deal. Uh, three games in four days is no joke. Like that is, uh, your body needs to be, pretty much good to do that so um happy to see that um but i you know i i think my biggest like frustration um and it's tough because they lost so bad these rotations are are really (laughs) they're not any more sorted out than when we when we left for myrtle beach and that part is kind of frustrating for me as a fan right like i I think that this team would be better off with like eight people and then a ninth if there's foul trouble or something. Um, and I, I, the thing is, I don't know if there are, you know, there's probably five or six guys that definitely should be out there and definitely should be uh, playing consistently 20 minutes or pl- 20 minutes plus, something like that. But then once you get to the next, you know, like six guys off the bench, I don't know that there's a whole ton of difference between those guys. I just, they need to get roles in order to feel comfortable, work with the same players, you know, figure out the plays. Like I, I, I maybe I put too much stock in this, but I, I do really think no. rhythm and consistency is big for college basketball players. Yeah. And I think this is kind of the point where we're probably going to go into more like two to three main General. topics. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we talked about it, I think in episode two, or at least we talked about it, into the right in game one maybe or whatever but we talked about Mm -hmm. hey we're going to take a while to figure out rotations we definitely had Mm -hmm. talked about understanding what rotations are right like last year our rotation in the first half of the season was very different than the rotation the second half of the season right ck comes in everything like that so the tough thing for me is that last year um we were able to win a handful of games early right Mm -hmm. with that rotation this year we're seeing three straight losses. That's yeah. a little different that if the rotation's not working or maybe trying something different, right? When we talked about it. But when it comes to rotation in general for this team, I think what it mm. is is that it's that it's not that it's not working. It's just I think it just needs to be again, it's the same guys who are coming in, right? I'm still talking about the same eight guys or whatever. But what I'm mm-hmm. hoping to see is I'm hoping to see like Bryce or Huddy starting. Like, honestly, I think having mm. Bryce or Huddy um, and Tom and Phil could make such a difference. Um, and again, and then maybe if you want Jalen off the bench with, again, it depends on a healthy Marquise Kennedy or not. So, but that's three, Braden. Um, and then you could have, if you want, just have Sheldon Edwards or have St. Thomas then, right? And then you have Bray. I don't know, but I think then that also then gives you the availability to be strong up front early. That's the thing. Um, and we just kind of haven't seen anything different than like a quick guard push um, and kind of small ball. And I get it, right? Mm-hmm. It, when it works, it works. These three games kind of showed. And let's be honest, the two games prior, we had to go to OT and we had to fight our way back. Like these are rotations aren't pristine yet. And I don't think they'll mm-hmm. ever be in this year one of kind of a reboot year of rotation. But what I think is this hopefully will give us opportunities to look back on film and be like, hey, 
this game it worked to have this starting rotation or hey these guys work well when we're going up a team like this um and until you try it out um like if correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure we've had this roughly the same starting lineup every game um, i think we have yeah yeah and honestly i think at I would really, really like to see a difference on on Friday, um, but we'll we'll see for sure. But I think to your point, it is not an exaggeration to talk about rotations and needing a change after five games. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the bigger concern is because um, again we have what one two three four five six seven. We have seven non-con games left. Yeah, and if we, in, I don't think they're going to be quite easy so far with the outcomes we've seen. Um, no. um, I think definitely the Paul is going to be a lot harder than I'm realizing. Clemson, Stanford for sure is going to be a lot harder. I don't want to mm-hmm. sleep on Harvard or any of the other teams. Um, so um, I think trying something new this early in the non-con, meaning like in what we have left, will help us because when it comes to a ten play. We got to go <laughs> like there's going to be no right. like really because that's when you have games like every five days, every four days. And that's where it's going to be tough to reset and redo things. And if you need to, that's great. But like I'm looking at the schedule here. We play a game on the fourth. We play a game on the seventh, the tenth, the fourth. Like these are three to four days separation between each other. So right. the breathing room and the adjustment to the board is this week. Um, right. I honestly think that. They probably got back late last night, which, um, oh no, the game was what like three, wasn't it? Yeah, it was three thirty or whatever. Yeah, was, yesterday evening. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably didn't get back too late, but I would hope to at least the morning was a rest day, and maybe the afternoon was kind of film or just give them the day off, just because again with the holiday, I don't know how we're kind of functioning. Um, but yeah. I think rotations need to be addressed this week, um, and I think in that rotation leads to the next point. Uh, which is tempo, but I don't want to uh, move on from rotation. If you have something, um, no, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I know what you're getting at with having either Bryce or Huddy start. I, I, I like what I saw out of out of Tom the first two games, and I'm not quite ready to get away from him. But um, I don't want him away. I, sorry, I want bigger. I want Tom to have someone else. And then I want Phil mm-hmm. there as well. I think honestly, we you, need you to want go, to go a little bigger. I want to go bigger. I honestly yeah. think bigger and brute because then it leads to if you slow the tempo down, they have to blow in. They have to blow by. Like they have to fight you to score. Because mm-hmm. um, if we it's do not these, like we we have the bodies to do it. Well, I with, think we do with Huddy and Golden and Welch and Olsen and Saint. Like those are the five solid solid options to be and, big guys. Like. Yeah, and I'm, and again, if and other teams listen to this, I'd be shocked. But really, if you put Bryce or Huddy in there, I honestly hope on offense they're the decoy. You, you force right. teams to double the bigger guy, and then have you have Tom or or Phil be the guy cutting right. Both 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 Tom and Phil are athletic enough to be on the wing because they both can shoot and be a little funny yep. out there if they want to start drilling threes. I'd be happy like Phil did this past weekend, but they also can hustle to the hoop and cut um so mm-hmm. i think having a bigger guy in there with the three of them and again i know it mm-hmm. might look weird on the bench but honestly you need to make that statement early and especially after the texas a&m game when you're down bad at half it's hard to fight your way back and the way we've been mm-hmm. shooting from three we're not shooting ourselves out of it so how about we just we have to now be a first half statement team kind of like the tulsa but again, none of these games in our first half did we feel comfortable. Like we, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, we not felt comfortable once in a first half of like, oh, Loyola has a large lead going into half. Like, no, yeah. we, we just haven't. So that's what I mean, rotation. I like Tom. I think he's better suited to not have to only be the guy who gets 15 rebounds. <laughs> that's sure. my thing, right? Yeah. Like, why is Tom in game one getting 15 rebounds? Like, because he was there. But if we lacked, right. if we slacked Probably off a little right. bit and spread it out, maybe guys aren't tired. Mm-hmm. Maybe guys can have better opportunities. So, yeah, that's the rotations there for me. I, I don't disagree with you that Tom is. Um, I just think he be, will benefit personally. I, I just don't think he can do it all himself down low, um, mm-hmm. or Phil. I think Phil benefits from also the the ecosystem of a bigs kind of just being around in there, right? Dumping passes down low. So that's rotations mm-hmm. for me. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I um, you know, I think a positive of this, I, I think we, at times we showed we can shoot the ball. I like from three, especially in first and third games, are pretty pretty solid. Um, I I don't think this team is is bad at shooting. I think they're actually a very good shooting team. A lot of these guys have proven at different levels and in different teams, whether it be D2 in Phil's case, Braden, you know, in, in the Valley last year, Saint, like in his high school career, um, Jaden as well. Like these guys can shoot the ball. Um, so I'm, although I, I think uh, we shouldn't be taking 35 shots from three a game, but somewhere in that 15 to 20 range, I think is like a decent clip. Um so that's one thing I'm not worried about personally. I, I think the shots will go down. Um, I think we've had some bad luck. It's I think it's kind of like baseball too, and you know, like uh, hitting's contagious. Like I think I think bad shooting can sometimes be contagious. Uh, it's tough when you see your teammates, you know, shot after shot just clanging off the rim. So I'm not worried about shooting. I thought we saw some good things out of at times from Saint. Uh, I think Phil's development. You know, he only hit one three in each game, but that's still a huge development. Um, I thought, you know, Jaden obviously stepped up, you know, the one guy that didn't was Brayden and I am still not worried about Brayden. I understand it's been frustrating and it has been a letdown. I think that's fair to say, but I'm still not worried about him. Um, I just think he's, he's probably the one that we're focusing on because he's the leader and he's the guy that has done this before, been in this offense and stuff. I think he's suffering a little bit from the guys probably not being where they're supposed to be. Um, that doesn't mean that he hasn't had some bad passes and some some mental lapses, but I'm not worried about him. Um, I think he'll figure it out. I'm a bit surprised and bummed that it wasn't at against Texas A&M this last game because I really was confident that he was. But um, you know, I'm going to keep saying it. I think he's going to go out and at Harvard, I think he's going to have a great game. I'm. I'm just confident that he he will figure out a way to turn it around, uh, and it, it will be quickly. So I have my full confidence is still in Braden. Um, what were some of your positives? Um, anything else besides like shooting or Phil? Uh, anything that you enjoyed uh, from this these three games? Well, uh, the big thing for me, and this is kind of a spinoff actually of rotations, was that I think we have power forwards or stretch fours in Tom and Phil. I think mm-hmm. they have solidified that they can play that role. And that's why it's so important to have that, I, I think, fifth piece that um, in connecting them, right? I, I, I don't know if it's the triangle. I don't know what we want to call it. But for me, it would almost be Loyola's triangle. And the triangle is Phil, Tom, and someone else. But that's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that both Phil, again, Tom didn't have the greatest weekend in my, from kind of just like a box score. Um, I'm pretty sure there was, was it the Texas A&M game? I think he went had yeah, no pretty much score. no box score and he yeah he didn't no. even take a shot i think he only had like one rebound one assist um but i think overall the play could feed through them so that was exciting and uh honestly mm-hmm. another point was that the newer guys the young guys freshmen really are get are kind of getting comfortable maybe a little too comfortable with the turnovers so maybe slide mm-hmm. that down but they're not guys i they're not someone who's out there and I'm like, oh, what are they going to do, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I put them out there and they're going to learn a little bit. Um, maybe some can have different minutes restrictions maybe based off how they're playing. I think that's just like a little bit of a learning curve, but I don't want them pulled right after a mistake. I'm never a fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see what they do because if you develop that mentality, then they will just develop that they don't know how to fix the mistake. Um, but that's a little, again, like Jaden, Ben, um, Jalen even, right? Uh, um, interesting. Um, a little interesting. I, I haven't brought it up, but I don't know what's up with Trey Lewis. Um, haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Would be intrigued to see if that comes into play. But, yeah, to see those three um, particularly um, really get some playing time and make impact when they can, that's a positive for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, it's been, it was fun to watch Jaden this weekend. I thought he played really well. I mean – Absolutely. Oh, no. You know, two he two some... out of the three games, I think it was like, oh, Jaden Dawson feels comfortable and looks like he's part of the rotation. That was my – so I 100% yeah. agree with you, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I don't think there's any way to hide. We're disappointed, right? I don't I don't want anyone to, to get that 
uh, mixed up. Like we're fans just like you all. Um, you know, we, we plan our days and our, our nights and whatever around these games, at least, you know, when, when we can. Um, but I think one of my, one of the things that I keep coming back to, and it has nothing to do with the play on the court is I'm just really excited to watch them play another game at Genteel. Like I hope that the, the community that this, this team has built, that the school has built is ready to embrace a team that might not be great. You know, like it, they might not be a top half A10 team. I don't know. If they play like this, they won't be, right? But I think this community that we are a part of, that we have seen, that we've met and engaged with, and have they've built in five seasons, six seasons, like there's a lot of good people, and, and there's a lot of, uh, I think, some, some great newcomers to the, the scene or whatever. And I just hope you all are ready to support a team that is going to flirt with being 500 because that could happen. Um, I am so excited to see them come back to Gentile and scream my head off when, when they're back at Gentile and they could be, they could lose 10 in a row and I'd still be doing that. And I hope that the students are, um, I hope that those fans that have to drive in from the suburbs are, uh, because they still, this team, these, this crew deserves that from, from, uh, from us as fans. So I that is one of the things I'm like you know this sucks right these games suck there's no there's no other way to put it but I kept coming back to I'm excited to see them in Gentile on I think it's the 30th November 30th against Central Arkansas mm-hmm. uh, and and going on from there so I hope that can can reach a couple of you and and maybe get you fired up maybe change your mindset a little bit but um, this team was horrible for two decades and. Now they're good, so don't get spoiled. Like they're, we support them through and through, not just when they're making NCAA tournaments. So uh, I'll get off my soapbox, but um, that was just something that's been on my, been on my brain for for a little bit. So yeah, no, I think it's. I don't know if you a, got anything else? Yeah, no, I think it's. It, it, again, is it, is it not tough? I read an article that was like, wouldn't expect this from the program of lately, and it's like, yeah, you wouldn't, right? But um, no, I think if you really dive into it and you know the team. This is a new team. Regardless of Drew being only in the second year, this is a brand new team. Um, mm-hmm. And when majority of the team are new guys for the first time playing, um, and again, I include Ben, right, playing minutes for Loyola Ramblers, um, yeah, they're going to be. Especially I'm going to include Ben because I kept calling him a freshman. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. he's not a freshman, but I guess technically he is. He's a so red shirt freshman. He's a red shirt freshman, yeah. yeah but I was just like, uh, I forget how we're calling it, but. Yeah, I think the fact that this is a young team and new team, I think we have to take the um, ups and downs, and right now we're down. Um, But again, Mm -hmm. I really like that point. Let's get back to Gentile. Uh, We will be nearly away from Gentile for a month, I think, right? Yeah, just Um, at least like three weeks, yeah. Definitely three weeks, yeah. Um, Yeah, because we – yeah, it's going to be over just 23 days, I think, so yeah. So yeah. exciting though to be back, um, but also we still got a game this Friday. A little nerves, but I hopefully like to see some things different. Yeah, I think we got to get back to that mindset of uh, just win, baby. You know, however it happens, it doesn't matter. Let's let's absolutely. get a win at Harvard. Come I haven't heard that come in a while and... from us, so maybe we have to. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Bring it back. We'll bring it back. Um, the last couple things, just the Rambler Roundup uh, portion of the podcast. Um, uh, congratulations to the women's volleyball team. What a, what an awesome, yeah, what an awesome year so far. They still got more work to do, but they uh, they won the A10 regular season, uh, and then they went on to win the A10 tournament as well. So they uh, beat Dayton, I believe, in the final uh, in four sets. So. Uh, little, I was watching the uh, semifinal game against, uh, I think, is it, uh, George Washington, and uh, they they took the first two sets pretty dominantly, and then they couldn't figure stuff out, and uh, like they, they dropped the next two sets, and it was a, it was a nail biter. And I also learned I thought that all five sets go to twenty five points, but apparently the fifth set is only to fifteen. Mm-hmm. So they were up like twelve to seven, and I'm still biting my nails. And the announcer goes, "Oh, the loyal is three points from winning," and I was like, "Oh, oh, crap!" Okay, like it was a little bit of a pleasant surprise. But um, yeah, great season for them. Uh, super exciting. They, I believe, I checked the announce or the um, NCAA tournament selection show, whatever they have, 
is uh, this upcoming weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. And there's 64 teams in the women's volleyball tournament, so that's that's fun. Um, and then, yeah, and then the only other one, uh, I one of our track, I'll figure it out for next week. One of our track and or cross country runners was very successful. I think he finished 19th. I thought I just saw. Um, oh, and the so congrats in the national. He he ran. I know. Yeah, who, yeah. I saw he qualified. I, I think I have it here actually. Um, I think he finished 19th. I thought I remember reading that. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Ryan Martins, yeah, Ryan Martins. Okay. Uh, looks, he was the first cross country All American since 1991, and the second highest finish by a Rambler ever. Um, mm. At um, it looks like he, yeah. So first team All American, and he was 29th. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, so, 29th. Okay. Yeah, so okay. 29th and first team, uh, first team All American. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty dope. I have yeah. to. I yeah, I have to say that's that's definitely dope for sure. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy, yes, right? Both cross country yeah. programs uh, won a conference or regular season in A10, um, yep. and then the women's volleyball, and then men men's soccer being the championship. That was such, and they go to PKs, um, yeah. for sure. That was tough, but again, uh, everyone's showing showing that the A10 is uh, is manageable, and I really hope mm-hmm. we get that that is a little foreshadowing <laughs> for us. But who knows? Again, it's always exciting to see other Rambler teams. Uh, yeah, the next mm-hmm. thing we just need is a football team because I saw some A10 talk on football teams on Twitter. <laughs> so maybe we'll just build. Yeah, that'll be the day. That will be the day. Uh, yeah, and then just lastly, the women's basketball team has been at both the games. They had uh, they had some good good effort. It was good uh, competition. They they had Virginia on the ropes uh, at home, uh, but could not seal a deal. I think they gave up the lead in the fourth quarter and so ended up close. losing by six. So close. They played so well. Um, Honestly, these past two games that I've watched them, they played much better than the first three that I watched. So was it just? I'm um, just curious with the Virginia game. Yeah. Was it just um, like like tiredness at the end of it because they were leading? No, I, no. Okay, it was they. Um, the women's basketball team's post play is uh, is a little bit mixed up right now, um, and also they usually have a size disadvantage, so. Pretty much every time that they've lost a lead, it's been mostly because of that. And teams just kind of figuring it out. But um, in the the second game, the one I saw on Sunday, the I hate to like pin it on this, but the refereeing really changed in the second half. Like they they weren't allowing the girls to be physical. Um, okay. So that was tough. But they're they're really exciting. They have like four. I mean, they're all some solid players, but. Uh, Maya Chandler is super fun to watch. Anna Brown's like does it all, and Sam Gelinopoulos is a great point guard and and leader. Um, so if you get the chance, go out to a game. They're great. Uh, they uh, Allison Guth is wonderful, and she's gonna she's gonna turn the program around. I'm I'm pretty certain of it. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's all I got. Any any last words? Any thoughts? Any uh, words of wisdom to get people over being sad about our Ramblers? Yeah, we um, a few years in a row where the Harvard um, of the Midwest with uh, our student athletes having the highest, I think, was it gradua- graduation rate or successful yeah. rate or something in the NCAA. And we had it higher than Harvard. So who do we play on Friday? Harvard. So there you go. Let's go beat Harvard. Let's go. Uh, cool. Well, that's going to do it from Buck and Lewitt Podcast 63. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget, always remember, the lawyers.